Welcome back to the eHunter Podcast. On today's podcast, I'm actually the one being interviewed. I have a chance to sit down with Eric with the OKest Hunter. If you guys aren't familiar with the OKest Hunter, in fact, I'm wearing a shirt today. If you're on watching on YouTube, you can see the shirt. It's, <laughs> it's actually a pretty funny shirt. It says Shooter Buck, and it's got this little itty-bitty little two-point. Um, but what the OKS Hunter is, is it's a clothing brand and also just an overall hunting brand. Um, Eric has his podcast, again, called the OKS Hunter Podcast, and they're just all about getting new people into the hunting world and making sure everybody feels comfortable with with hunting and it's just okay to be out there everybody's hunt is their own if you guys haven't read the article that we did we did an article and it's up on our website um, go check that article out about the okayest hunter it has a lot more details on it than what i'm sharing here but we'll talk a little bit about uh, the okayest hunter and what it is but for the most part this is him intervie- interviewing me talking about what e-hunter is and just kind of just chatting and uh getting caught up with things so hopefully you guys enjoy this podcast. I'm, I'm pretty stoked about it. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun time. I like Eric. He's a great guy. Uh, he's a Midwestern, whatever Wisconsin is. He's from Wisconsin. Um, so his hunting style is significantly different than mine. And so it's going to be fun to just let the two worlds collide a little bit and, and chat. So before we jumped into the podcast, though, I wanted to hop on and thank our sponsor, Vortex Optics. Uh, they help us with everything that we do. Here at eHunter, super excited about another year with them and some of the new stuff they have coming out. We've got a lot of videos and reviews coming out on some of their new products, so be on the lookout for that and and check those out. So, all right, guys, without further ado, let's jump into the podcast with Eric and the OKest Hunter. Well, uh, anyway, yeah, what else? I mean, I feel like you guys haven't been in here in a while. The basement's clean a little bit, it, or it's different. It has been a while. Everything looks nice. Yeah, it really looks nice. nice. Looks like we haven't been here. Just piling up beer it's bottles all over your basement. Everywhere. It's your guys' fault this whole time. <laughs> no. Well, we do have a guest with us. Uh, Taryn Hunt is with eHunter. If you're subscribed to our weekly email that goes out on Wednesday mornings or Wednesday days, depending on when the hell I get around to it, uh, some of those emails have some news coming from eHunter. So, Taryn, thanks for, for joining us on the show, man. Welcome to yeah. the... Oh, you got the Shooter Buck shirt yeah, on. Dude, shirt. check it out, boys. Check it out. I'm <laughs> representing today. <laughs> yeah, you are. Although it's cold down here, so I got to wear a jacket to keep myself warm. But hey, thanks for having me on, guys. You bet. Yeah, thanks yeah, for joining thanks for, us. Yeah. And you're all mic'd up. That's beautiful. Look at you. you you're, no, you're a seasoned pro. <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, we'll figure this out one way or another. <laughs> yeah, no, we set the bar low here, so you don't have to be so fancy with us, but we appreciate the <laughs> shirt and stuff. Tell, just, uh, you know, there's probably some people that don't know eHunter that are in our ecosphere, and I think we're bringing on a bunch of new people. We got TikTok rolling live right now, too. So, ecosphere is that new? Yeah, so that you're, again, you're wow. getting fancy. I don't like the word ecosystem, it's overused in business. Ecosystems and ecosystems, and e- yeah, all right. What is this, biology? Maybe. Okay. It could be. Anyway, anyway, tell us about e Hunter. Tell us about yourself, what you're doing for those guys, and where you're from. I think did you move, who is by your the way? daddy, and what does he do? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> oh, he's, gonna, he's gonna cough got and shark. Hold on, I got you good. Don't crack your pants, dude. All right, we gotta let him talk here. <laughs> anyway, 
<laughs> I'm just a little jealous of the drinks you guys got going on there. Man, I, I'm over here with a, a, a body armor, so I got nothing on what you guys have there. So. Oh, um, that? That like <laughs> you don't look like you have armor on your body. No, so it must be something. No body armor. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those. Good stuff. It's like a Gatorade. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's about the best I get these days. Other than that, it's just water. So, uh, so yeah, I'll tell you a little bit about eHunter. Um, and I appreciate you guys for posting some of our stuff up on your guys' uh, email blasts that, that go out. Love that. Appreciate that. So, what eHunter is, it stands for Electronic Hunt Resource. So, it's e hunt and then r so spelt a little funny but that's the reason that it's spelt funny is electronic hunt resource and really we're just trying to be a resource to hunters it started out kind of just in the western united states that's where i so i live in utah I lived in colorado the last six years and so i do a lot of western hunting my partner is uh his name is seth uh my, not my part you know you guys got it. My my partner with eHunter. Don't go get weird on me yeah. here. Uh, gotcha. My business partner, Seth so. King. He, <laughs> he lives here in Utah as well. And so a lot of our focus started out as, as Western hunting. And then it kind of evolved from there. And so what we try to do is we try to keep up with hunting news. So on our website, which is www.ehunter.com, you can go on there and we have daily articles going up about different news throughout the country. So if there's a new hunting bill that's being released, if there's poaching cases, if you want reminders for hunt draws, we kind of talked a little bit about, uh, you know, putting in for different states in the West. If you're on our website, you'll know when those dates are. And so our website is really just that resource for people to be able to come on and, and look and see what's going on in the world of hunting. And, and it's really evolved even past that. So we have the website that, like I said, there's articles going up each and every day, but we also have our social media platforms where you can find a lot of the information as well. It links back to our website. We have a YouTube page where we're trying to do a lot of how to's product reviews, um, things like that. So that people can come and utilize us as a resource. So, uh, we're partnered with quite a few different companies that are amazing. And, and I can give them shout outs throughout uh, the podcast today, but um, they help us out a lot. We, we do a lot of shout outs for them on our website and do a lot of product reviews for them on our website as well. But uh, yeah, long story short, just trying to be that ultimate resource where people can go to know what's going on in the hunt, hunting world and, and help them out. Like I said, we're, we're really focused on Western hunting, but also trying to get into that, uh, that Midwest and Eastern stuff as well. That's awesome. And you guys obviously are kind of executing on the mission because you make it easy for me when I'm drafting up our weekly e-blast. I can just go to e-hunt and be like, boom, they already did all the heavy lifting. Mm -hmm. This was posted yesterday. This is relevant news right now. And, you know, I usually start there. And if there's something else that's like super pressing, like I think, what was it, three or four weeks ago, there was the, um, oh gosh, the, the bill that was being introduced to Congress to like take away some public lands. Yeah, take away hunting access to public lands. They weren't taking That's, away the public you. land. Yeah, the right. land is going to be public. They just didn't want people recreating on it for hunting and fishing. And that was the uh, National Deer Alliance, I believe. Everybody posted yeah, about but, it. Yeah. So whatever, you know, in case I might pop in other places if there's something like really hot and pressing. But otherwise, you guys are my one-stop shop for that stuff. And sweet, you were starting to help Greg and I when we were starting to plan our Western hunt before I had child number three. <laughs> you did it. Uh, yeah and then you know you had your surgery so like you know just to no, hot, no, don't hot don't, mess. don't don't drag my surgery into this this had nothing to do with <laughs> we're in a new year this is your fault later. now but no no, you, no 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 it's it's a good resource for sure the hunt reminders are you guys do you have like an integration with i think there's actually a company called hunt reminder 
So we don't have a, an integration with them. Hunt Reminder is pretty freaking awesome, though. And that's really their focus is making sure everybody knows when application seasons are opening and when they're closing so that you know exactly when and where to be. But similarly, we have some we have that same information on our website as well, but there's a lot more to it. Cool. And that's one of the biggest kind of speed bumps in with, you know, people from the Midwest, especially who can just go buy tags over the counter and are not used to necessarily applying in the spring to draw those tags. I know looking at planting hunts, that's like a big thing for me always, you know, like when are these things do every state's a little bit different. So having that resource, like you're talking about has to be wildly useful and I hope I get to use it, but like right. to go on a hunt, but uh, I know that's, that's always challenging. Well, and there's a lot more to it than just a date as well. You know, yeah, it's easy to go. You, you can hop on anywhere and see the date, but a lot of times we'll put other stuff in there as far as what those application fees are going to be and how they change from the, the previous year to this year. Um, if there's any new regulations associated with that application process. And so that's what I'm saying. There's more to it than just the dates. And that's what we try to give to people so that when they come on, they see that, hey, Colorado opened on this date to start your applications. But this is what you need to know when you're applying so that uh, you kind of start on the right foot from the get go. Yeah, it and changes they... every year, too. Oh. Like certain regulations change or if you're not a state person, like you don't get this access or. And units, breaking it down into units, you know, like when we buy a, a, a tag for a state good for the state but I, right. I was looking into nevada because they have a very early um mule deer season which as a teacher i don't get to go out early or you know in september so i was looking for that august opener but looking down nevada's breakdown of their units i mean they have like 200 units and there's like two non-resident tags for this unit and four non-resident and it was like how would i ever even draw no, a tag no. <laughs> so i was looking for information i'm surprised i didn't come across your site but i'll definitely have to check it out now to use that because Man, it was a nightmare looking at all that information. Dude, it can be so daunting. When you're trying to hunt in the West, that's the thing is, you know, where there's so much public land, there's so many regulations that come with that public land. You know, if you're hunting out East, well, a lot of Eastern or Texas, whatnot, a lot of times you're hunting on, on private land where you get the lease, the deer lease, and you go hunt, and you really don't have to worry about the regulations associated with that for the most part. Um but out here, you know, like you said, there's there's 200 units in a state. You've got to know the dates. You've got to know what the tag requirements are. you got to know what the carcass requirements are. I mean, there's just so much involved in it. And it it definitely can be overwhelming. And so, you know, and, and the world in which we live now is we, we go online to get that, to be that resource. You know, we, we go online to find out what's going on with things. And so that's what really what we're trying to do is when people go online, they look, okay, I want to hunt unit 211 in Colorado. And, and what's the, you know, where, where do I apply? What's the new regulations for Colorado for 2022? What are the dates? What are the fees? Things like that. And so we're, we're trying to get that information out so that people can have that at, the, at their fingertips. Excellent. Good for you guys. It's How a beast. How many people on your team now? So our, our team kind of has rotated uh, over the last little bit. So originally there were about, well, there was four of us that are owners of eHunter. Uh, two of them have actually started a nonprofit organization. I'll give a little plug for them. They're doing the uh, Winter Range Foundation, um, which is a cool nonprofit, for, especially for uh, like the Wyoming and Montana and Idaho areas. And so um, they've kind of phased out a little bit from eHunter. So it's really Seth and I that are, are really running and, and owning this and, and working with it. As far as riders, we have several riders as part of our team, um, anywhere from 10 to 15 people that will be writing articles, that will finding, be finding the news, putting that out there. As far as YouTube and social media, stuff like that, that's just Seth and I. Excellent. It's an efficient team you guys have. 
It's a lot of work, boys. Yeah, you guys know as well as anybody. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. And you're providing a value. You're helping people out. You're becoming a resource. I think we're a bit of a hub of like entertainment. You guys are definitely more practical. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm jealous of the entertainment side of, that you guys have because I watch all your TikTok videos and they're freaking funny. So. Yeah, well, you know that someone's watching only take a crap is the difference between. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, so but watching nonetheless, Eric. <laughs> watching nonetheless. Yeah. Thanks for that information. So you were, that. You were, I should probably change it. I never change the camera myself. I don't, I don't, I'm not comfortable with yeah, this Yeah, I can't even camera. see you, Eric. What the heck, man? Yeah, I pop He's in He's hiding. He just wants to be the man behind the mic. should probably move this table one of the camera. far, far back so we get in frame when it's we have It's like guests. the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> but the man yeah, behind the curtain. Probably could. Anyway, so dude, you were in Colorado for some time and now you're in Utah. What big game are you hunting? Like we are whitetail hunters. Derek is not like us. He's like, you know, have you seen the movie The Big Green? Yeah. That's the movie. Like he's like the one good player on our team and we're just a bunch of idiots. He's full of crap. Like, like, I'm like the redheaded goalie. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm probably one of the girls on the team. I was going to say, I'm going to be one of the girls. So, <laughs> uh, that end, whatever. I, I, I say we, you know, generally because Derek's done some some pretty cool. Uh, but, you know, I know Greg has a hankering to, to kill a mule deer. I have a hankering to kill an elk, probably a mule deer also. Um, Actually, if you put anything in front of me with my bow in my hand, I'd be happy to kill it if you can. If it's legal, I can do it. Yeah. Amen, brother. I'll do it. But yep. talk about that, man. Like being a resident versus a non-resident, you have some experience on both sides of that equation now because we were talking to you about maybe, hey, what do we do in Colorado? Mm-hmm. Like, well, I live here, so it's different for me. But now that you're not there, had you hunted elsewhere before? Like, yeah. So that that's a kind of the cool thing. Once you get used to the systems that are the uh, are the Western United States as far as application process and where you can go, where your better odds are, things like that. Um, it allows you to hunt in multiple places. So I usually try to hunt elk at least in one state every year. Um, and usually it's the state I'm the resident of just because, well, for a couple of reasons, because of cost as well as because of, of opportunity as a resident, you have a better opportunity of getting different tags. Um, and then it's a fraction of the cost of a, of a non-resident. And then for deer, I usually try to hunt at least two states every year, if not three states every year for, uh, for mule deer. Um, those, those two are really kind of my bread and butter. Uh, I love going to Colorado and hunting elk and guys, if you haven't done that, you'd need to do it. The thing that's cool about it, you know, as a non-resident there, even though I said that it's better opportunity as a resident, there still is a lot of opportunity as a non-resident, you know, there, there's over the counter tags in Colorado that you can get in some fantastic units that will give you a perfect, op- you know, a great opportunity to get a 300 to 320 inch class bull. Um, and be able to hunt them in the the heart of the rut, so you actually get to pull out your get your uh, calls and bugles and scream at them, and they scream back and they come chase them after you. And I mean, it's it's just a an absolute blast. So I'm more of an elk hunter than I am a deer hunter for that reason. I love calling elk. I suck at it, but uh, it, it's so much fun when you can. Uh, I, I'm sure you guys are probably turkey hunters out there, but uh, right. when you can call something and it calls back and it comes to you, I mean, that's pretty. I mean, it's hard to beat that. So, plus those animals are huge. You know, you're looking at a thousand pound animal coming at you with swords on the top of his head. I mean, it's just so cool. And, and he's coming to kill you as well. So, it, it's awesome. Yeah, 
freaking laser beams attached to his freaking head. <laughs> yeah, if you're doing the bugle, he's coming to kill you. And if you're doing the cow call, he's coming to do something he's else. Coming either way, yeah. Yeah. You're coming to hump you. Either way, you're getting that. Either way, you're getting Yeah, either way, you're scoring on that that deal. <laughs> but yeah. but even for uh, for mule deer, you know, if you guys are really you know set on hunting mule deer and that's something that you want to do, there's a ton of opportunity to do that as well. So, you know, Colorado, you can, <laughs> yeah, turkey hunting. This shit. I, I, I need to get more into turkey hunting. Um, but, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, you know, there, if you're going to hunt Colorado, there are some units that you can hunt in Colorado as a non-resident, just the, the class of, of animals just not going to be there or the population of animals aren't going to quite be there. And so, um, it may not be the best place, for uh, non-resident it is one that i go hunt but it's because i'm familiar with it but there's a lot of other states that you can hunt that there's more opportunity and um you can get more tags you can hunt every year if you want to or you can draw a tag you know like look at new mexico where you can apply there's not a point system so anybody that applies can get a tag or has opportunity the same opportunity as anybody else to get a tag and then you're hunting you know some huge huge uh mule deer out there so that's a fantastic place to apply and i tell everybody if you're not applying to new mexico for deer and elk yeah i don't know what's wrong with you because the, the odds are good, as good for anybody as uh, for you as, as they are for anybody our friends elk bros are out of is new mexico yeah they are and and he's he said you know anytime you guys want to come down you can you know be happy to mentor you guys or help you out or get you on an area or whatever and obviously he's a teacher so his it's in his nature um uh, but their their brand or their organization or whatever is really centralized around helping people so i find that to be you know he said that to me. he's like you gotta come here dude i'm like yeah but i want like mountains and he's yeah, like yeah so they, what they have mountains they have hills i mean they've they still have terrain that elk like so i wouldn't be opposed to going there yeah you, you'd be surprised people think of new mexico and they think of the desert but there's some, uh-huh. you know, some high elevation places there that is just absolutely gr- just beautiful. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous how pretty it is. And I know the quality is there because I've seen lots of videos of gigantic elk and coming deer. out of there. And yeah. coos deer. They've got some monster coos deer there. Yeah. So for whitetail folks. It's a monster. Monster mini mule, mi- miniature whitetails. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the mini mules is a company now. Yeah, so you gotta just, just watch. I caught myself. It's all good. The <laughs> mini mules, by the way, as a company, looks freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. That's Dude, a totally different size. I thought seriously, I thought of that idea the other day. I didn't even know mini muleys existed. This was before the expo in uh, Salt Lake the other day. I thought about that. And I was like, man, that'd be a cool little thing. You just get a three D printer and print those things. And so I googled it, and sure enough, here's this mini muleys company. I was pissed. <laughs> Yeah, I applied and, to be a painter for Mini Muleys like two months ago. Did you? <laughs> yeah, but they, you have to live in Utah, so I was uh, it. You would have totally fit the bill. I don't know how you didn't get. Karen, hired. you want to swap spots for like a year? I was gonna say I can't paint, so I'm not doing that. So I'll just trade your spots. That's funny. <laughs> I'll just use your address and you ship them to me. I'll paint them and ship them back to you. Oh, there we go. We could do that. They're pretty how sweet, though. Are, not to digress, but those are pretty cool. sweet. Very cool. Idea. I think it makes a good. I mean, Father's Day is coming up, and. Not really. Mother's Day is coming up first, but <laughs> yeah, I think as busy as oh, these guys yeah. are, I bet you Father's Day is something you want to start considering you right now for those the things. Wires. There's going to be a what? A, no, I have plans for Mother's Day. Of this coming to Holly real fast. He's saying moms don't shoot deer. My mom, if she was listening, yeah. she would call and she would have her yeah, yeah. with you right now. Well, my, I'm thinking about my wife who never would ever. And I think that would be pretty but you're funny. Right. <laughs> you should. That'd be a great gift idea. Heck yeah. 
you know? Those are cool. I don't want to talk about the gift that my wife made me for my birthday. Why not? It didn't work out great. It was... <laughs> Was it a banana hammock and it was too big? <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> that makes it weird. Here's Shots your culprit fired. right here. I, I hope Holly's listening. There. She said, she actually commented on the, on the there, comments a minute ago. No shame. I don't care. She said, she said deer. Am I right? <laughs> am I right? <laughs> Let's right. talk about deer. She You're made right. me a map of where I shot the my buck. That's but cool. she did it oh. 3D with like moss inside of a frame. Really? But when I opened it up, I'm like, What's with all the moss? And then she's <laughs> <laughs> laughing because she's like, "Yeah, I totally have that up. Like, it's not good. I watched this stupid thing, but I watched it on time lapse, and I thought I could do a good job." And she's like, "You don't have to like it. It's stupid. I know." I was like, "Wow, ah, it's actually a pretty good idea." But there's like people that do this for real, for real, and they right, make it look perfect. Yeah. So she 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 did great. But then she's like, "I need to throw this away." I that was, is a cool idea. Yeah, that's a pretty cool idea. <laughs> I kind of want that actually. That's sweet. It's neat. What company something, does that? Something. Well, she just did it. I don't know. She oh. just like bought and, just, and then she you didn't like share pictures or anything. No, she Was like she made me throw it away or something. I don't know what she did with it. I you don't didn't know. Throw it away. I didn't throw it away. I think she threw it away. I'll find it. Get her on the phone. Let's There's got to be a picture. I, I really want to see it. Dial her up. Uh, she, we're not going to call my wife. We have a guest Holly, on the show. We'll call her later. <laughs> Holly, there. You need. You need to. You need to tune in, Holly. <laughs> But anyway, so like there's some neat gift ideas like the miniature <laughs> muleys is what I was saying. Yep. <laughs> but like I'll was it Map Maptera? So she started there. Huntera, thank you. I think there's the probably maps? there's probably Maptera too. I bought my dad a great big aerial map for you have Father's a Day. Private parcel, right? Um, yeah, but mostly for the national forest oh, up yeah. by the cabin. Yep. And my dad's got this super old USGS topple map does. with everything marked on there. But because he's used that for so long and my dad's the most stubborn person in the world, I bought him this real expensive, nice map. And he never, never unrolls it. No. I got it all up there with leather straps. Oh, gosh. I like this one. I'm used to it. <laughs> it's Come a freaking on. map. They're the damn thing. Come on, Dad. Yeah. So then that was her concept. But he's, like, oh, he's got like waypoints scribbled on there before there were waypoints. Oh, yeah. In pencil. Yep. Lots shot, of them. Shot deer, Dude, you can here, erase those and change what to mess with his mind. I've always, I've been doing that for years. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, old man, where's that spot? Oh, it's it right works better when I tell him he's losing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not your spot. That's not it. <laughs> that's my spot. <laughs> that's pretty funny. So oh, New Mexico sorry, is a Jared. good place to go. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. And, and potentially elk. and It's intimidating. You mentioned like, how do you transport your carcass? Mm-hmm. You know, when do you put in your preference points? Yeah, when every, can you actually, when do they state, go on sale? Every like, state it's, has its its do's and don'ts with transporting carcasses across state lines. So it's another thing you got to look at. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't even figure out my turkey tag in our state. Oh, man. <laughs> I'll buy the leftover tag. Which right now you should have done already. Damn, you were supposed to tell me. You this is the second time. I told you. You didn't tell me. I told you. You don't listen to me. No, no. You need to tell me like the day of. Go anyway, buy it now. Talk, let's talk about something else we can argue about. Is this, this for later. real? You can buy leftover yeah. tags already? Yeah. Have I missed my mark? Always. I just this whole time I was waiting for you to, the you to bathroom, tell me. You missed the mark. Uh, <laughs> see, that's another cool thing about West is you can buy leftover tags out here too. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's leftover tags. Sorry, Taryn. You're kidding. The, the it's fine. I'm already winning, so it's all good. You'll put you both on This is all on record. This is all on record. We've I'm had this get conversation. An extra large recorded. t-shirt. You're both gonna wear it together until you can work as a team. Okay, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh no, okay. So, no, it's the twenty first of March for zone one. So there you Thank go. you, Drew. That's the deadline. He's asked, 
Uh, that's like the you missed your deadline, so now there's some extra tags. They go on yeah. sale then, so it's. I've just been sitting here waiting for Greg to text me to buy a turkey tag. I, I, I do what normal adult men do and apply for their tag at the right time. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, but that's not fair because you know fair, I have fair a circus nothing, upstairs. It's plenty fair. It's plenty fair. Priorities, bro. Well, that's true. So Jeff has like a, a shock <laughs> face on a on the on the thing. Uh, <laughs> I do got Jeff caught. I do need to answer that question, though. He asked about if we have a lot of Miriams out here. We do have a lot of Miriams out here. That's what we hunt out here. That's that's one of see we we're all Easterns here. So, but our Easterns get mid twenties on up. I mean, I've heard of guys shooting thirty pound thirty pound birds here. So wow, yeah, we they're corn fed. You know. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. How many different types of turkeys are there? Because people do this turkey tour thing, right? Where they go on like a tour of turkeys. They're sweet. They're so slam. There's yeah, there's the slams. The so slam, there's, yeah. there's Osceolas, there's Easterns, there's Miriams, there's Rios. Which is the, that's the slam, yeah. right? But then you also go down yeah. to uh, the ghouls uh, in uh, the ghoul, Mexico. The Yucatan. Yep. And then there's there's also uh, yeah, the Osceola. That one's pretty colorful, mm. too. Yeah. That one's in Florida, right? That's in I Florida. I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I've got a buddy. They got those real iridescent feathers. Some yeah. of them that look really, really cool. Really cool looking. Yeah, Miriams are ugly. I'm not. A, I, I've shot a couple of Miriams. I, they're probably the ugliest of them all. Maybe it's just because that's the bird that I see out here all the time, and I think the other ones are cool. Well, but gonna, if you ever come out here and shoot an Eastern or have an opportunity to shoot an Eastern, you'll your your mind won't change about how ugly they are. Yeah, so. they're not pretty either. <laughs> the feathers. Look at the colors in the feathers. Don't look at the face, and you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Don't look at. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still married. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, you got That's why we have beards. <laughs> you know, Stand- standards sh- were low. Don't tell all the women their secrets. Right. right. Chris Whitley said, "Oh, y'all are talking turkey. I like it." He's he's a. I don't know if Chris, if you're nationally ranked, but I know you've done some national turkey calling competitions. He's done some things, and it's impressive. If you need some uh, like help trying to call turkeys, you need to go follow his content. Yeah, there's a lot of people you could follow. Not us. I say I'm horrible at calling. I've got a buddy that comes out here from uh, Tennessee. He he does a grand slam every single year. He'll 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 hit all yeah. four birds every single year. Uh, Hartland wow. Hartland Strutters is his uh, social media name, but uh, that dude is he's a killer man. He's a beast and uh, he's killed some beautiful beautiful birds. But he and he's that's an amazing fair. caller. He comes out here and that's I'll let him call because I can't call. That's awesome. That beautiful, like fun. beautiful, ugly birds. Yeah, maybe not the Miriams. Miriams are still ugly, but there's some there's some beautiful <laughs> ones out there. Now, are they ugly because they kick your ass every year, or are they ugly just because you're staring at this face all the time? Yes. <laughs> yes, they suck. I hate hunting. Oh man, they're so hard to hunt out here. That's the thing is out. At least where I hunt them, they're you know they're not corn fed. These these things live in the the sagebrush and um, they're hard to hunt out here. And so you have to be a pretty dang good caller to get them to come into you and and get close enough for you to shoot them out here. I like that we naturally went in from like elk to turkey because the relationship between those two things I've heard described like elk are just like you know a large turkey in the sense that right, but there's that calling better. aspect. So that's what I was gonna say is elk. I think. Tastes really good. I've had uh, plenty of elk, yep, um, I've had my especially for my buddy Shane's dad. He, he used to cook us elk all the time. And, um, but turkey, 
I don't know, like Thanksgiving turkeys are like farm raised and they're yeah, so good. Wild yeah, they're turkey, butter. I feel like that can't taste good. Like it's hard enough to get regular no, turkey it, taste good. It tastes good. I mean, like it's dry meat, but it's very dry. Like oh. we're, we're is a sagebrush turkey. Yeah, the I'll desert. just say right? these things are nasty yeah. out here. I've tried everything. I've smoked yeah, them I've all day it. long. I've tried injecting the them. They're they're miserable. So much so much fat content. There's nothing there. Yeah. Even our birds don't have a ton fat of is fat. flavor. Yeah, fat is flavor. Yeah. And flavor. Yeah. They got <laughs> a lot of flavor. Anyway, elk is amazing um, though. Elk is the best meat out there. I I'll argue that till my death. I think elk is better than any other meat out there. Yeah, last elk meat I had was from New Mexico. What What do you think is better, elk or, mo- elk or moose? I've not had moose to, to say, but I've heard that moose is not as good as elk. Okay. Yeah, I've I've had moose quite a few times, and elk is just is just better for me. I, I like the taste of it better. It doesn't have a quite a, well, at least the, the the moose that I've eaten had a pretty significant kind of a dirty game taste. I don't really know how to explain that, but it just it did not taste as good. The thing about elk is it's just so clean and lean and, um, you know, you can, whatever rub you put on it or whatever, however you smoke it, it absorbs a lot of that flavor and, oh man, it's amazing. Kind of like whitetail. Yeah. You can do a lot with whitetail, really. There's a lot of things you can. They're servants. They're like small cows. Yeah. Just a little more lean. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. That's probably not accurate for everyone who's listening. Like, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> I am. It's okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, this really makes me want to go elk hunting. Yeah. Oh man, so what, dude, elk is. I'd happy to pull a cow tag. To be honest with you, and go out with my three hundred wind mag and whack one. Dude, don't pull plenty a cow. Don't pull a cow tag. Just there's plenty of opportunities to get a bull. You know, if if you really want to hunt elk, you're going to make the trip. You're going to pay the money to get that tag. Let's get you a bull. Let, let's get either an over the counter tag in in Colorado. Um, Utah has over the counter tags. They call it the open bowl that you can get. Um, I, I would apply it as many states as you possibly can for elk, but there's so many opportunities to get a bull elk and, uh, they're, they're so cool to hunt, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll shoot a cow usually every year just to fill the freezer. But if, if I was going to be spending six to a thousand, $600 to a thousand dollars to come out and hunt something, mm-hmm. I'm hunting something yeah, with uh, 300 inches of antler on its head. Why not, right? Yep. <laughs> so, Taryn, have you hunted in Utah since you've moved there, or? So I just moved here in June. Well, I'm a, so I'm originally from here. I lived here most of my okay. life. The last six years I've been in Colorado, but prior to that, I was here in Utah. So I, you know, th- this is where I learned how to hunt. Um, hunted elk, mule deer, antelope, or pronghorn, however you want to call it, turkeys, coyotes, mountain lions, bears, everything here in Utah. And then, uh, like I said, moved to Colorado for about six years and, and did the same thing out there. Hunted all those same species. Maybe I need to move somewhere else where I have a different variety of species. I don't, I don't know, but I, I love, I love elk and mule deer. So it's hard to, uh, move anywhere where those don't exist. I just feel like both of those States, Colorado and Utah in my mind are like the most heavily hunted States. You know what I mean? For like yeah. Western game, at least like when I think about it, those two states seem to just be so, so flooded with public land hunters and people coming from where we are yeah. constantly. Yeah. Wyoming's creeping up there uh, because of the opportunity, especially the, there, there's a ton of public land in, in Wyoming, same with Idaho, but yeah, you're right. Utah and Colorado are kind of the, the upper echelon of a big game hunting, Western hunting, I should say. Um, the thing about Utah though, Utah's tough because there is that open bowl tag that's over the counter. So, but you really have to know where to go 
and even if you know where to go, it's still going to be a tough hunt as far as the number of, of elk you're going to see. So if you do come out, make sure you give me a call and uh, or give somebody a call that knows where they're going. If you were just an out-of-state person coming to Utah to do one of these open bull tags, it would, it would be pretty rough. But um, Colorado is a great place for that as well. But yeah, Utah is kind of hard because it's got some of the best age class of elk. You know, you can go to the beaver unit here in Utah or the San Juan or the boulder unit and you're looking at 400 inch class bulls. I mean, just absolutely huge bulls. If you guys ever looked up Mossback, they're a huge outfitting company um, yep. here, here in Utah. Most of their bulls come off of, at least their most of their Utah bulls come off of those units. Um, there's the the kind of the world renowned one, the the spider bull that was over 500 inches, huge, just a absolutely ridiculous bull. But you know, he came off of the beaver. And so the, the age class and the quality of, of elk here in, in Utah is, is unreal. Colorado kind of has that same aspect as far as in, in just a couple of units. So if you look at Colorado, you're looking at the northwest portion of Colorado. In fact, the northwest corner. Units 2, 201, um, that area. That's where you'll find those, those upper echelon, those 400-inch um, bulls. The problem is, it's similar to Utah, is those units are going to take you 24 to 26 years of points to oh draw. So for us that are, you know, a little bit older, I'm, I'm going to be, if I, if I just started right now, you know, I'd be mid fifties before I'm going to ever draw that tag. And so I don't, I don't mean that to discourage anybody that's listening. Uh, I don't, I don't think you shouldn't apply, but just so that you know, the reality of it. And that's why those areas are great, right? Yeah, exactly. The, the tag numbers, are low there and so they you know some of those units they only give just a, a small handful of uh of tags so yeah exactly it allows those those bulls to grow um you know allows them to breed as well so that age class or that that quality stays so one thing that i, I you know you guys may not be familiar with is the the point creep and so when i when i first started putting in for elk here in utah and it's kind of similar for those units in, in colorado you could draw those those upper echelon, those great units here in Utah with roughly 15 to 18 points. Um, so, you know, putting in at 12 years old, I thought, okay, in 15 to 18 years, I'm going to have this tag. Well, here I am at, you know, 21 years, and I haven't gotten, I still haven't gotten that tag. Those points continue to creep. More and more people are, are applying. More and more people have more points. And so every year you're seeing those points continue to creep up and up and up. So a unit that's going to take 24 to 26 points right now, another 10 years, it's going to take 30 to 32 points to, to get that tag. Oh, that's like the ceiling keeps rising. Yeah, that's and robbery. It's inflation. It yeah, you can't catch up with it. <laughs> exactly. It's like uh, that Allstate commercial. Well, you got to be quicker than that to need the gold guys like dangling a dollar. <laughs> a little dollar hanging gold. out there. <laughs> yeah. I, again, I don't mean to say that to, you know, no, that's the truth. Be a downer. Yeah, out there. If you're gonna if you're gonna go out on a limb and try to take a chance at that, you got to take that in consideration. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I say look for other opportunities where you can, uh, you know, especially for you guys that just want to go elk hunting. You know, I, I hunted two years ago in Colorado. You guys can't see it, but I've got my bull right here. It was an over the counter unit. Um, he's a 300 inch bull you know, no points that required to, to get him amazing hunt. He was bugling. In fact, he screamed at me right before I shot him. So there's still some, some awesome opportunities out there for anybody that wants to go hunt. You know, that that's a, an awesome 300 inch class bull. 
again, going back to the New Mexico point, if you want to hunt 400 inch bulls, New Mexico has them and there is no points there. So there's no point creep in New Mexico. So you guys have just as good a chance if you apply this year as I do. And I've been applying for 13 years. Wow. We're, oh my gosh. So we would have, you're saying we would have as much a good chance as you to hunt New Mexico and do well in an area that has a large bull than as you do for having done it for 13 years. Have you hunted there? You said you tried to do two states a year, maybe three. Is that one of the states that you've been able to go to? You're describing it beautifully before. <laughs> so I, I actually have not hunted elk in, in New Mexico. So if, if there was a, if you looked up in the dictionary, the most unlucky person in the world, my name would be there. <laughs> so we might be right in there. We're with talking you. to you for which podcast you're on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's kind of ridiculous because I've I've got really good friends that um have hunted New Mexico three or four times in the time that oh. I have been applying. So, you know, yeah, like when they do all their hunt uh, raffles out here, and you know they they give out all the prizes, and they're like, oh, let's draw one more tag to see who the most unlucky person is because there's no more prizes left. <laughs> well, that's when they draw my name. So, um, so no, I have I have not hunted New Mexico, but you're absolutely right. Um you have the same opportunity that I, that I do there, uh, you know, again, there's no points. So, and, and there are some amazing bulls that you can get there. I, I would say, you know, like I said, there are those 400 inch class bulls out there, but, uh, average would be 350 to 360, which is a huge bull guys. Wow. I mean, that, that's a huge bull. Out. Go to New Mexico. In New yeah, Mexico. I do. Taryn, oh, you're going to have to get us our hunt reminders and tell us you boys want to go to New Mexico. <laughs> There it is. That's our new meme of the week. <laughs> I seriously, that's I tell everybody: apply to New Mexico. There's no reason why you're not. It's it's getting the nice five by five rack, and then on top of the minivan, head yeah, back to buddy. Wisconsin. There we go. Now we need we need a seven by seven rack. Hey. So, Taryn, is the uh, mule deer tag in New Mexico equally as you know? I mean, I know it's lottery, also, like you mentioned, but is that one? pretty difficult to come by also if you're wildly unlucky <laughs> <laughs> if you're wildly unlucky then yeah it's gonna be difficult to come by but it's the same thing that's the same odds you know it's just a lottery for you to, to put in and you, you just never know and it, it's exciting yeah. at least that opportunity is there if you applied in utah right now you don't have any points i'm sorry guys you're not getting a tag no, no bueno yeah see i i feel like i've just been obsessed with like wyoming montana colorado because of the mountainous you know scenic stuff Idaho. And those areas, I have to imagine, like Colorado, it, most people I've ever talked to that have done it, that's where they've gone. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's for the same reasons I'm talking about. But I've also heard, like, if you're going to do it, do it in September, do it with your bow so you can be a part of the bugling. Because I thought, oh, we can just go with our guns, you know, whatever. And everyone's like, well, that's not the same. I'm like, yeah, but if I shoot one from 300 yards, like, I got one, you know. But it sounds like the the magic circles I've heard it described is something that like you can't articulate how beautiful that is. And Taryn would know a lot more about this, but my experience with the elk was in Montana for gun season, so it was in November, mm -hmm. and the mule or sorry, the elk were very much more herded up than they were earlier in the season when so the buck, you know what I mean, shooting. running. Yeah, and a lot of them were hanging out on the private land that you could not hunt uh, right and they would just sit there and right across the line and watch you and you know what i mean like it was a geez, it became yeah. a frustrating hunt and you would talk to people and they'd be like oh yeah i saw 200 elk over here but they're across the line across the fence and it was it just became really frustrating yeah yeah you know the thing is like so in colorado it is it's a beautiful it's an absolute beautiful thing to hunt elk in colorado colorado does have a first rifle season 
Uh, I love that you guys call it gun season, by the way. That that just sounds different <laughs> to me. Here's, here's, here's you know? this, this is where it goes back to, though, Taryn, is our state used to be a divided kind of northern and southern zone where the southern zone had to shotgun hunt. The northern zone got to sh- hunt with rifles until they changed some rules and CWD and all that fun stuff. So that's why we call it oh, gun season. Firearm gotcha. season. Firearm season. Fire. Okay, that makes yeah, that makes a lot more sense. It's funny because we yeah out here we have our rifle seasons is what we call it rifles, and then we have like our hams hunts, which is like handgun, archery, muzzleloader, shotgun. Um, but uh, it's funny to hear you guys say say gun. Anyways, <laughs> back to my point. Um, anyway, so Colorado does <laughs> have a first season rifle hunt. It's not over the counter, um, but there are some units that you can draw with zero points. So you would have just as good odds as anybody that had zero points. For that uh, that hunt, in fact, I've I've hunted that hunt before, and um, I've met people from all over the country, actually all over the world. I've had people that have come there. I met there one guy was from like Switzerland or something like that. So, um, but it, tons of people from Tennessee and Missouri in that area. So that's a cool hunt because you can still use your rifle. Obviously, it's first rifle, but they're also still screaming and bugling at you. And so that's a a lot of fun if you're able to go out and and shoot a, an elk with your rifle during the middle of the rut. And that's kind of what makes some of these other tags, like the Utah tags. The rifle tags here are amazing because you're right in the middle of the, the rut. Same with those those special tags in, in Colorado. You're hunting big elk with a, a rifle. Someone put a comment, though, that says elk with a bow is magic. And I got to agree with uh, William Phillips there because there is something special. Billy. Yeah, that that's... This hunter... Billy's a hunter and a killer. I mean, he's been all over the place and killed a lot of different things, and he's happy to share his experiences with you. Yeah. He's a good guy. That It seriously is, guys. I, I hate to use the word. I use it all the time, but it, it's intimate. You know, when you're hunting elk with a bow, you're calling them in. You're raking in, and, you know, he walks in. I shot a, a, a bull elk one day at uh, five yards with my bow. Um <laughs> That's a big target at five yards. <laughs> <laughs> Even you can't miss that. <laughs> yeah, when you that's got a, a, that's a, that's a tough one. I want a big target. You talk about a thousand pound animal, like hell yeah, all day long. Look at that. That's my whole target block for the heart, you know? With feet. I can't awesome. miss that one. You can't miss. All your pins line up on the heart. There's some terrifying that have happened. That's funny. Yeah, you kind of piss down your leg when that when that happens, though, because that, that's a big animal to be standing five yards away from you, and you're going to put a hole in the side of him. He's going to be pissed. Yeah, it's not going to be very I got to imagine if that thing lights up a bugle within 30 yards, you got to shit your pants. <laughs> Dude, I got a story for you. So my grandpa is deaf, okay? Um, like like completely deaf, I swear. Like, I mean, he can hear a few different things. So one of the things that he has missed since he's lost his hearing, he lost his hearing at age, I think, like 54 or 56, and now he's in his 80s. But this would have been probably when he was in his late 70s. He's like, I really miss hearing an elk bugle. And so we took him out one day, me and my brother, and just to see if by chance we could get it close enough to scream at us close so that he would be able to hear it. Because it is. It is deafening. If They are so loud when they bugle. And so we had found this herd of elk, and they were kind of by this water trough. So we kind of snuck around this water trough, and we're sitting on the one side of it. We called that elk to within, again, probably maybe 10 feet of us, and that thing ripped off a bugle. And oh my gosh, I've never seen my grandpa like smile and laugh like that. And and because he's deaf, he talks really loud and he's like, holy shit, I heard that. 
<laughs> it was the best day. Oh my gosh. But yeah, they are deafening. They are so loud. Man, at that distance, even awesome. if you can't hear, you got to be able to feel that shaking yeah. your body. <laughs> shaking your whole body. That's right amazing. <laughs> yeah. I, like Carrie just joined us and, and speaking of stories, I, I've said it several times. He's he's told me one of my favorite stories on the podcast where the horse fell down the mountain. Yeah. In Wyoming. I, I, Levi, what was the horse's name again? I Ironically, like that, it was Karen. Was it Karen? How do no. you not forget that? No way. Yes. Wait. <laughs> Leave, Levi Karen fell down the got mountain. a hell of a good story. It's we have it somewhere in our backlog, and then we did like a featured memorable hunt out of it oh, too. Yeah. And we had sound horse effects. Named Karen <laughs> yard sailed it down the side That's of a mountain. That's an episode. It is an episode. <laughs> horse named Karen. Oh man! But she, the, the horse lived, and then they brought it back, and I think it still lives to this day. Yeah, horse. We named they named her Karen. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if that, that was her name or I, not. I don't know. Either way, it was a Karen. <laughs> She's got to be a Karen to fall down the mountain. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Levi's saying stories like, oh, yeah, we got there's a bear one time. The one time Karen fell on the mountain. I'm like, you can't tell me these stories. My wife's not going to let me go. <laughs> sounds too dangerous. Shut the fuck up, man. You know, like, you know, it's pleasant. They just they just stroll up the mountain and they shot it and it was all good. Wow. <laughs> right. Wow. Karen, have you ever used horseback to get back to these areas or are you hiking it off the trailhead like how are you that's a whole different you, concept right the yeah mules how do and the you horses. how do yeah. you go about your elk hunting like are you back country like what, what what does that look like for you? Yeah, are you are you doing a tent also are you setting up camp like yeah sorry to add on horse's yeah. name steve yeah <laughs> never yeah <goes laughs> yeah so i got my my horse named karen no um <laughs> yeah absolutely guys so that's the one thing about elk hunting if you're going to go elk hunting i mean you really got to live it up there are those hunts where you can drive a, a razor or a side by side and go hunt elk but it's just not for me that that's not the experience that i want so yes i do a lot of uh, backpack hunting so prior to going to colorado most of my hunts my elk hunts were done horseback uh, my family and my wife's family have a lot of horseback or horses and so that's what we've done um in wow. fact we had horses prior to moving to colorado as well and so most of our hunts were horseback one thing that's cool though is once I moved to Colorado, I, I didn't obviously didn't take my horses with me. I didn't have my family or my wife's family's horses close enough to be able to utilize. So what we started using in Colorado was we started renting llamas every year. So so we rent four or five llamas every year for our elk hunt and take them in. They usually pack our camp in. So we we pack in a, a wall tent. It's one of the big Cabela's wall tents with a stove and everything in like it. The we, ones Madison. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Maybe not quite that plush, and not with Mrs. Ver uh, what's 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 the lady's name? Veronica. That's Veronica Vaughn. Right. There. Yeah. Oh, want to touch the hiney. Yeah. So maybe not that fancy. <laughs> But they're nice. I mean, we tr we pack in pretty light. We have these little lightweight cots that we take in our and our pads, and then uh, yeah, the the tent, and try to go as light as possible. Um, we don't take any poles yeah, like for the REI tent. Is dream man, REI is like drooling to get their ads in front of you. Yeah, no joke, dude. I've spent a lot of money at REI and Shields and all that <laughs> trying to get this stuff. It's it's tough trying to find this lightweight stuff because you don't want anything heavy. So a llama can only carry eighty pounds. So when you only have four or five llamas, you're pretty limited. What a little, what a little bitch of an animal. I know. <laughs> I know they are. It will, it will spit in your face. I know. And asshole on top of it. And it'll carry your own shit. Carry, yeah. carry your own thing. That's, that's exactly it. They they are that way too. That's exactly how they are. I call them weirdos. They are so such a weird 
freaking animal, but I love them to death when I kill an elk and they pack that elk out for me. Oh, yeah. 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 Saves a lot of Good job, Karen. Yeah. <laughs> Alamosa. Alamosa is her name, his name, whatever it is. Whatever it is. <laughs> That's wild, man. Yeah. So, you, 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 so, what are you feeding these things when you're out there, by the way? What are you feeding um, uh, a llama? Yeah. Well, I meant to say, I almost said omelet. Because you're going to say alpaca. <laughs> My words got rude. Only if I it's got greens in it, they might eat it. <laughs> They're bringing the Jack, Tina, eat your food. <laughs> yeah, you're bringing them tater tots or what? <laughs> They're weird. <laughs> They're weird animals because they're related to the camel. So they don't drink. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously, they'll drink maybe a cup of water, if that, a day. And so Something they need else. very little water and they'll eat whatever the whatever you find. I mean, they'll eat grass, they'll eat oak brush. Buck brush, really anything that they can find. They're they're kind of like a pig and a camel mixed. Wow, nice. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty awesome. They're weird animals, but they're pretty awesome. The horses are like high maintenance compared to like a llama, but they'll carry more. But you got to feel them up. That's the crappy thing about horses. If yeah, if you go I'm into up. the you feel them up, I'm not. Whatever <laughs> I know you do I can't with talk horse, good right Jimmy. now. Okay, I can't talk good. <laughs> Words are hard right now. I am having our clearly. Time I mean, you had how many whiskeys, Yelky, and then now you're <laughs> I have had one whiskey. Those beers are more potent than that whiskey. I tell you what, at two, you're feeling it at two. I promise. <laughs> you're a girl. Well, I don't got the, I don't got the belly. Well, yeah, I do. Yeah, you <laughs> do. Don't look at me and say that. How dare you? Face bad joke. Around it up. It's yeah, it's bad jokes. Hey, this jokes. this guy wants to know a hack for packing a, a bow on a horse. There, there's a yep. there's a cool thing called the, the the bow hitch. You need to look that up. Who makes it? Bow hitch. That's the name of the company's bow hitch. Oh, oh wow, that's the name of the company. I was gonna say like T and K hunting gear has some pretty rad gear, but I don't know if they make that. Levi, just hook a trailer to the back of the horse and put it in there because if you <laughs> fall off, that bow is gonna be in a million pieces. Yeah, why don't you get like a Rambo bike or something or a quiet cat? There you go. Actually, that's <laughs> that's a really good way to go. Get a Rambo bike with a trailer. There you go. Hey, there's there's a cool thing out now too called the pack wheel. Have you guys seen that? No, mm. no, we're we're stuck here in the studio. We don't see much. We're we're just playing with saddles and stuff. <laughs> <over here. laughs> saddles, tree stands. Pack wheels are pretty sweet. It's just like an electric. It's a big wheel, one wheel, and it's got like a handlebar on it. And I think they carry it's like, like a motorized wheelbarrow. Yeah, exactly, like a motorized wheelbarrow. But it packs like wow. two hundred pounds or something like that. It's ridiculous how much it packs. That sounds fun. Yeah. So, I'm trying to imagine this. I'm having a real hard time <laughs> chasing um, it down the trail. <laughs> William asked, uh, "Do they follow like pack like pack goats?" Yeah, they do. They follow you perfectly. So you have your lead ropes um, between each one, and the front person just grabs on the, to the lead rope, and they'll follow perfectly behind you. They're they're pretty amazing that way. Uh, Levi just let the air out of the balloon. Yeah, he did. That tires. But, but then, well, who the hell are they marketing? They're marketing the hunters, and if they're not legal to use, then what the who the hell is buying these private landowners? Landowners, yeah. people like more money, or the guys that just they, they use them where they can, or they use them illegally. I don't know. There's there's some places out here out west you can still use them. Um, you can pick your area. Yep. You just have to watch your rules, just like everything else. Yep. Is it national forest that you're not supposed to use them? Any motorized vehicle? I believe so. Yeah, I believe it is National Forest. Like BLM, I think you can use it. You, I don't know if you, get, you guys have BLM out there. No. No. Not, yeah, that's not well, thing. Eric takes a BLM every day. <laughs> <laughs> can you acronym that for me? Big, long movement. Uh, there you long. go. All right. I was like struggling to get there. Wow. I, I know. I'm slow. I mean, beer, whiskey, 
Yeah. Yeah. Levi hit on I've, the head there. The the national forest is where you can't use them. Wilderness is different rules. And, the oh, the national forest. forest. I was like, what the heck is the hand national forest? <laughs> Levi. <laughs> How many uh, bourbons does Levi had? Levi, I think, goes live with his podcast. He's the Pull and Feathers podcast, but he mm-hmm. just had a new child. So I don't it know. On a life. great day, by the way, March the 3rd. Nice. Which is my birthday. Your birthday. Mardi <laughs> Gras. Nice. Happy. Happy Pulling, New Year to you. Pulling feathers? Is that what you said? Like miles coming up. We, 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 yeah, pulling yeah, feathers. feathers. Yep. I'll have to check that one out. He does a live broadcast too, except they broadcast on Instagram because they're cooler than us. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he doesn't have all this fancy technology like we got going on over here. No, but he does a bang up job and he, he has good guests and they're big in a waterfall. Huge in a waterfall. And the Western game. But he makes his uh he, he makes time to go out and elk hunt every year and he does a little deer hunting and he reaches out to us once in a while, and he's talking about doing some bow bow hunting for deer here soon. So it, it'd mean a lot to me if everybody watching can tell Levi to quit smoking. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't gonna bust his chops about that. You gotta cut the man a little slack. I bust everyone's chops for smoking. Yeah. Uh, it's like a thing. Anyway, sorry about that. <laughs> I go to put it on public. Oh, I had to 33. public knowledge. Yeah, yeah. If you watch this podcast, uh, he's gonna be like, "Thanks, guys. Peace out, dick." Yep, won't that be following can... us anymore. <laughs> that's that. You can put a cigarette out in my cheek. <laughs> Dude, that's cool though. His kid was born 33555877. Dang, you'll never forget that. Oh, wow. No. Strange numbers. If you forget that, you're a piss poor father figure. 357. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. Hey. I think it wasn't 369. Taryn, have you ever found yourself in a, a tricky situation with packing out? And elk, like when you didn't have llamas or there was like heat to battle or like, you know, where you're, you're worried about meat spoiling. Have you ever had that in the back country? This is why we have him around. <laughs> yes. Get us back That's on right. track. Um, He's the soccer team. Yeah, yes. So not with elk, really. Most of my elk hunts have been later in the season when it's a lot cooler. So I haven't really worried about uh, hauling them out. I guess the only worry I've had with them is, is bear. You know, you have to take a lot of precautions with bear country. You have to hang it up in a tree, out on a limb, so that they don't get it, whether you're that's at camp or whether it's at the kill site. So that's been my, my biggest worry. Um, I've had some hellacious experiences hauling out elk. Uh, in fact, one we even had our, our llamas. So we had four llamas one year, killed uh, two bulls. So we had they were carrying two of the, the well, all the meat, basically. And so we had to still pack out the antlers, and I don't know if you guys have ever packed out a you know 300 inches of antler, but it's it's a lot of weight with the head and everything. And so trying to pack that one of those out of Hell's Canyon is is pretty tough. But I have had issues with uh, mule deer. So kind of go back to your point in the beginning. You talked about having earlier archery dates out here. For the most part, and this this isn't exact; it changes all the time. But most of the time, it, our archery hunt start the August. Let's see, the 15th of August, and go to um, September 15th. Roughly, it usually is within close to those dates, and so if you're hunting at the end of August out here, it's it's pretty warm, and so you do have the worry of of your uh, your deer the meat spoiling, and so you have to be pretty quick about getting it out of, of wherever you shot it at, and then getting it on ice. The other problem with hunting with a bow, is, as you guys well know, is well, maybe I don't maybe you don't maybe you guys are better shots than I am. I don't know what it is, but. You know, sometimes when you shoot a, a deer with a bow, it, you know, it can run a long ways. And if you shoot it, and I, I've shot them at night and, you know, tracked them for a mile and never actually was able to turn them up, went back to camp, slept the night, came back the next day. And even just in one night with the temperatures, um, that, that meat had spoiled. 
overnight. And so, so we do worry about that a little bit out here out West. Mm -hmm. And what state is that you're talking about that opens up early like that, that you had to worry about it? So Utah and Nevada both open up earlier, but, but specifically for me, that was here in Utah. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, one of the cool things I don't, have you guys ever heard of velvet, uh, velvet antler technologies? No, 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 that's a new one for all of us. So that's a product. If you if you ever hunt when it's warm outside, you guys need to check out. So what it is is it's a it, well they have actually a couple of things. They have one product specifically for um, holy crap! No way, Levi! <laughs> that, just, that just derailed us. <laughs> no way! That is your cousin. That's crazy. <laughs> This so, is the benefit of doing a live broadcast, folks. For those we're just going to incorporate both Levi Carey just said, small world, you hunt with my cousin, Chad Faber. So Chad, <laughs> those so, going on. So Chad Faber is, yeah, is my hunting buddy, my Colorado hunting buddy. I never knew him here in Utah, but. Uh, you, know, you got more of a link to pulling feathers than you ever knew you would. Yeah, no joke, man. That is what a small, small world. Now I got to call Chad as soon as I'm done. So, so the stories that I'm telling you about you know hunting this this elk that i've got right here um hunting in colorado where we're, we're packing in with the llamas that's all with chad so that's cool unreal that's funny <laughs> what were we talking about before levi derailed me you're talking about this technology, velvet, technology oh, spray, for, you spray the velvet antlers to keep it on or how does that work yeah so back in the day we would have to once we shot our animals that had velvet on their antlers, we'd have to hurry and get them back to the taxidermist and then have to inject them with uh, formaldehyde to save the velvet on the antlers. Well, this company, this guy actually, he's he's got Native American roots and he created this product that they basically used to use back in the day. And all you have to do is spray it on the antlers and let it dry and, and actually put it out in the sun, which is a, has always been a big no-no. You don't put it out in the sun because that's going to create uh, you know bacteria and disease and things like that, and it's going to ruin the velvet. But you spray the stuff on it, and it actually saves the velvet and makes it perfect. It's like it never you know nothing ever happened to it. The other cool thing is they have a product that's called Hydlock, and so if you can find that animal, so like my example of my deer, if I was able to find that animal at night, get the hide off of him. You can uh, spray it on the hide, and it'll do kind of the same thing. It kind of treats the hide so it doesn't rot, and you can actually use it and, and be able to do your uh, your mount later on with it. Without awesome. all the hair falling out, that's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's it's a cool product. So, if any of your uh, listeners or you guys ever hunt um, when, when it's hot, you, whether it's velvet or whether it's just you're wanting to save the hide of the animal, um, since that product's come out, that's a huge one for us out here out west that bow hunt. And that was velvet antler technologies. Yes. Yep. Correct. And how do you apl awesome. how do you apply that then? Like it's just in a spray. here. I've got some. Right. right. You know, is that one of the companies that you just do like some when work you were with? cool and a, as a kid and you had hair and you sprayed all that aquanet on your head? Uh, that's why yeah, that's why I don't now. have anymore. Yeah. 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 Just I like lost that. my hair pretty spray. quick. I heard that that means that just bald guys have more testosterone than you haired folk, and we are uh, whatever. I don't want to talk about it. You're the great <laughs> paraphernalias. <laughs> so this is the product oh let's see where's my camera at so this is the the company velvet antler technologies this is another product that they have i, I i'm not sponsored by them so that i'm just like doing this freaking you know for ads like them. i'm here yeah but uh, this one's called velvet clean and so if you have mounts in your house that get really dusty and dirty and actually one thing they talk about with these mounts in our house i'm sitting here looking at mine they actually get bugs in the the hide, and this stuff actually will get rid of those bugs. But it also cleans 
the uh, the animal's hide as well without doing any damage to it. So all their products are kind of like this. They come in a spray bottle, and same with like the antlers, you spray it, and all, all you you kind of douse the the antlers, stick it in the sun, let it dry. Those velvet antlers are perfect forever. That's amazing. Mm. Cool. Crazy. No, we don't have a lot of Virginia velvet here. Like it's pretty small, if any. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you might get a roadkill. <laughs> you could scoop up with some velvet left on its antlers, but for the most part, anything you shoot here during season, it's not going to have velvet on it. Oh, that's interesting. I guess I've never actually. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. I've never seen a whitetail harvested with velvet on it. Kentucky is a pretty big season for. I've seen velvet bucks on the opening weekend, but not big ones. Uh, I've seen some small ones, and people do shoot them every year. Velvet bucks in Wisconsin. Is it Kentucky or Kansas? Kentucky Kentucky opens September first. They shoot velvet bucks all the time. North Dakota, South Dakota. I think they have a pretty good chance of shooting velvet deer. So I mean, anyone who's doing those hunts, that velvet stuff, then you're not trying to freeze it. Well, the in-home trophy seems like that's a real big market in contrast to like a sub, sub, sub market of people that are shooting velvet deer. Like that's so few of hunters by and large in contrast to the rest of the market. Right. But the, like, you know, I don't want this thing, the the deer on the wall by Greg here. I don't want that thing to look like it's, you know, anemic or whatever. In the next five years, it's all withered away because some bugs are on it. Mm -hmm. There'll be a plate mount instead. Exactly. I just mounted my uh, what what's left of my uh, Euro mount there. The kids have gotten their hands on it, so I got dropped and wrecked a bunch. So it used to look nice, and now it's all skull hook there. It looks great. Yeah, Yeah, I got that. So Big A is the mounting company, but they just got acquired by Wicked North. So now it's Wicked North, and uh, they should be one. Actually, there's one down by you, Greg, in one of those pallets there, or uh, one of those milk crates. Maybe I'll take it with. Yeah, if you got a Euro mount. So it's a pretty neat product. You just uh, can tilt it, swivel it, move it, whatever. Heck yeah. I was pretty seems happy to get that nice. up there. That seems pretty nice. Well, Taryn, I, thanks for getting and hanging out with us tonight, man. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, everything you thought it would be. No, this is awesome, guys. I'm, I'm actually kind of jealous of your platform, being able to do this live yeah. and have people ask questions and, and talk to you and find out that... I'm related or know somebody's brother's cousin's <laughs> sister or something like that. So, How you know, cool this is that? Awesome. That is really, really awesome. That, that we have is. a new app called OKS Connections. So. <laughs> <laughs> swipe swipe, swipe right or swipe it's, left. It's coming out soon. We have a little bit of tweaking to do it. But. Swipe right. Swipe, swipe right. right. Only works when you're drunk. Right. Hey, he hey really before like I... Ted, but he doesn't hunt the wind. So. Before you guys kick me... <laughs> Hunt the wind. <laughs> hey, before you kick me off here, when when do I get to come out and hunt whitetails with you guys? Whenever I can, hey, man. We, we don't go anywhere. Ever. If you apply for Unit Two Seventy Five, you got about five years, but we can get you in. <laughs> we'll put it on the books. Dude, five years is nothing for me uh, out here when I'm doing twenty plus years. Boy. <laughs> yeah, our point creep him. is like a you real problem here in Wisconsin. I tell you what. Yeah. No, it, yeah. And by point creep, we mean the twelve point bourbon. We're gonna make sure you have a lot of. Shots <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I've actually I've never killed a white tail. It's been something that I've always oh. wanted to do. Oh, and, no, no, seriously, like I've got. Let's do it. Let's do so. Trips for trade is a friend of ours. Um, Trips for trade is a website. We could probably swap. We could probably find a way to actually trade a trip here, and you could come in and hunt with us, and we could come in and do some stuff with you. We don't maybe need to use their platform, but uh, they're not sponsored by them either. But it's a plug because I think their platform is pretty neat. Mm-hmm. But they facilitate stuff just like that. Like, oh, we've never killed an elk or a muley, 
and you've never killed a whitetail, we could probably help each other out here. Quick but, question. Maybe you know the answer to this. Since I've never bought a non-resident Wisconsin tag, like as residents, we buy a tag and like in Washington County or farmland zone, like I get like three doe tags right. for archery plus yeah. a buck tag. Do non-residents also get that? In some cases, non-residents will get at least one additional doe tag. And if you don't harvest a doe, you don't know what you're missing on the dinner table. Well, that's the thing. A white tail, yeah. you know, you're not packing out, you know, you're not going home with 500 no. pounds. So shooting a doe or two would be a heck of a fun it, time on top of hunting it, it's for good. bucks. Yeah, it's good. Shoot deer. At I least mean, you get action. Yeah. Yeah. Go out, shoot a doe. Levi's feelings are hurt. He said he had dibs. Sorry, Levi. Le- it's all it's mine now. Sorry, brother. But let's go together. <laughs> Levi, let's get well. let's get Chad and we'll all go out there together. There we hey, go. come on. Come on out. So wait a second. Go. go wait, you get a doe. It, uh, sorry, I'm so confused right now. So oh, if I if I get a buck tag, I get a hunt doe too. P- potentially, yes. yes. Depending on what area you you go into, like the area, <coughs> both Derek, all three of us hunt. I think this year with our archery tag as residents, we got additionally two doe tags. Um, as a non-resident, you might get one additional doe tag, which is still pretty nice. And if you wanted to buy additional doe tags, they're not that expensive. No. So. It's really not that that difficult or or expensive to do. It might be free. I think Alex might be right. I think your first time, yep. it may be free or fifty dollars, but still, oh, which in, is nothing. In the grand scheme, scheme. Oh, nothing. nothing. Yeah, for us, your way, it's going to cost an arm and a leg. For you to come our way, it's like it's cheap. We're going to make you get drunk. It's like staying at a motel, eight. the yeah, hangover is going to be the worst part. The problem <laughs> with me going out there is I've also got to go to a Packers game because I'm a huge Packers fan. So that's probably going to be the most expensive part of the I think trip. That would work out. Yeah, Rodgers just signed for, what, another four years? He's now the highest paid yeah, NFL. Yeah, he's going to choke it person. again another four years in a row, so it's fine. Hey, did he really? Yeah, yeah he did. I, didn't, I didn't hear this either. Today! Oh, yeah. oh my yeah. God! Yeah. <laughs> I was four proctoring years an ACT attitude. all day today. I didn't see anything. Yes! 200, 200, I think, well, I don't, is 200 million or 220 million? Something like that. It, it's stupid oh, that's money. It? He's it's now the highest money paid. for four years. He's the highest paid. Yeah. Wow. Football player. In the hey, NFL. that'd be pretty awesome though. A little hunting and a little uh, Packer game. Yeah, dude, you guys just tell me when to do it, and I will seriously be there. He's I'm all about travel. In fact, Chad and I are going to uh, Alaska this year, going caribou hunting. So I, I love traveling uh, and hunting. Yeah. So tell let's do here. it. God, that sounds really I'm good. So you find a way to get us to go to jealous. Alaska or something like that, and and, and we're talking. Dude. We have to do a call. We can't hang up on you yet. We got a caller. We got. We'll bring them in. Hey, Billy, you're live on the OK Center podcast. What's up, you son of a gun? Guys, guys, you're talking about doing a little traveling, and uh, this, it, it, you don't understand how good of a segue this is. So last weekend, I was with my family, and we went to the Mid-Atlantic Bowhunter chapter of SCI, Safari Club International. Yep. They have an annual banquet, and they, you know, they auction off hunts and guns and, you know, you, you name it. Well, I may or may not have had a few whiskeys <laughs> and a few beers oh, no. and a few vodkas. <laughs> what did you buy? Greg will judge me. And, and there, there was a there. There were these auctions going off, and I usually bid on one. And we we do occasionally travel internationally for hunts because these these hunts are just they're stupid deals, like ridiculous. The first time we went to Africa. It was a two-person hunt. Each person shot four animals, and the total bill for the hunt, not including airfare, was like twenty-four hundred dollars. That's nothing. Like, wow! Insane deal. Africa so, the first time. So <laughs> I, I saw this. I saw this silent auction, and it was for a roe deer and wild boar hunt in Serbia. Cool. Oh wow! Okay. Sweet. 
Serbia That's is pretty close to some drama you know, going on. Yeah, there's right a little bit going have, on there right now. It doesn't have the best uh, reputation for being safe. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's kind of close to, well, a couple countries away from Ukraine. Right. And I decided to throw a bid on it, and I won oh, gosh. the hunt. No one Are else bid on your Ukraine. What are you going to do? What? What are you going to do? I am going. I convinced my brother that he has to go with me. And I told my yeah, wife, I said, look, I'll just up the insurance policy. Yeah. If I get kidnapped, I'll eat the cyanide pill. <laughs> Watch out, Vladimir, the uh, roe deer. Oh, You're my God. Down. I'm putting this on my bucket list. <laughs> 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 that was good. That was good. <laughs> Shit. Wow, that's awesome! You're drinking Slivovitz over there, I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah. Slivovitz is like I, I was. Did you hear was, our episode from last week? If you guys want to go, please back me up. I I could use like an entire crew like there. I, I don't know. We may all get kidnapped. I know. I know. I know oh, at man. least four people from that country. Uh, in fact, we we talked oh, to one of them last, last week. week. So uh, oh, go yeah. listen to last episode uh, with Ped Dragovic. I can't say his last name. I'm probably ruining it. Sorry, Ped. Um, <laughs> but go check it out. He's he's from where you're, where you're going. And I have a buddy, Alex, from there and a couple other buddies. Shlevovich is no joke, man. That shit's highly uh, alcoholic. I've gotten drunk off of that before. Yeah, it's like plum moonshine. It's very right? good. Yeah. It's, fun to dr- it's fun to drink because you go, Shlevovich, and then you drink it and... <laughs> But you know, yeah. My uncle brought some home from Poland that was was plum moonshine made in some old lady's bathtub. I'm mm. very Polish. My mother's <laughs> maiden name is uh, Rakowski, so no one really ever gets that because it's Clark. And they're like, oh, Clark, Clark, okay. And I'm like, we well, just call you Clarkski because we know better. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you'll have fun. Yeah. You can, so like, so my, question, my question for you guys is, um, what do you think as an okayest hunter? How should I prepare for this? You don't think. Should I go over as Clark Griswold? Yeah. Or should I really try to prepare for this? The former. I, you know, you got a Clark Griswold. And, I mean, I'm yeah. hoping you have a station wagon to carry all the cool <laughs> shit with you. Uh, with at least six. vacation. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's, if let's it was roll. me, I think I'd SRT with my one my one stick and my saddle and see what they have to say about that. <laughs> Did we prepare? <laughs> see what the Think about the, uh, you got it. Have you seen the, the all that kungamunga? <laughs> have you seen the skit the machine? But who's that comedian that does the machine skit? Oh, I know who you're talking about. I, I am the machine. Oh, the machine. Bert Kreischer. Yes. Oh yeah, Bert it. Kreischer. Yeah. Too, Did I he think, prepare? Uh, like no, series. no, he didn't. You just go. Did it work out? Absolutely. <laughs> Did we prepare for this podcast? No. Obviously no, not. Terrible. Obviously not. I didn't. <laughs> The best way to be prepared is to be unprepared. Yes. Yeah. Prepare to have fun. When do you go? Yeah, Sorry, so, well, when do you if go? you guys, if you guys do, I, I don't know when I'm going yet. Like I literally bought this hunt two days ago, and <laughs> the outfitter hasn't even contacted me yet. I've sent him emails, so who knows? He may be like what is, showing up in my door, kidnapping me in like a week. I don't even I know. Would, you know, it might have been just like the the nuclear plant with all the the. All the shellings. All the shellings. They might have took out his internet somewhere, and he doesn't know you're. It's lost in internet. You know, uh, a friend of yours, Taylor, might be a friend of ours, Bill, and you might want to reach out to Bill because he may like used to hunt terrorists, and he might be able to help you out there. That's the person you need to take with you. That's that's the kind of person you need to go. 
I was texting Bill the other day. Bill, <laughs> Bill's Bill's a good dude. Oh yeah, Bill's a super good dude. I may that that is a great point because I I need to reach out to him and be like, dude, just track me digitally. Help me out, help me out here, man. I don't want to get kidnapped. If my job stops really coming. Like, save send me. me a cyanide pill so my wife gets the insurance money. No, just have have like an SOS beacon ready to go, and when you hit that thing, the uh, OKS Hunter jet will come and pick you up, and it'll sound just like this. <laughs> Honor. All the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a biplane. Yeah, it will be a biplane. My PSS <laughs> might only be firing on one cylinder, but hey, we'll get there. It'll work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, now we got well, weird. Now we got, now we got weird Serbia, people calling. Let me know. Call I've got at, an open spot. Look All at right. the comments. We got that's uh, the outfitter. Tasish Makov. That's the outfitter. Vundren. Vundren. He says, "Pay the rent now." You're. They're already, they're already tracking you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good one. Thanks, yeah. buddy. Good luck. We'll see you. <laughs> Later. Later. So, so Taryn, you're going to have to come. We'll do the we'll do a quick hunt. We'll hit the Packer game, and then we'll fly out to Serbia on that Monday. Yeah, we'll drink yeah. some sleeve of it. <laughs> and we'll die out there. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> that would be the name of our YouTube movie is Two Nights in Serbia. <laughs> <laughs> And that, folks, was the grand finale. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> uh, tell people again where they can find eHunter, please. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, hey, guys, I appreciate you letting me come on and, and chat with you guys. You guys are a hoot, and I appreciate your podcast. So, so yeah, for the most part, you can find all of our stuff on our website, eHunter.com. That's E-H-U-N-T-R.com. Uh, you can find us on all of our social media. So, Instagram, it's uh, eHunter underscore official. We're on TikTok. We're on Facebook, um, you just look up eHunter. If you spell it the right way, E-H-U-N-T-R, you'll pretty much find us everywhere. We have our podcast that we do, a, a podcast every week. Uh, usually goes out on Saturday mornings, so you can check that out. A lot of our guests are um, wildlife biologists. Uh, we've had senators on. We've had different people uh, going over different bills and things like that. So a lot of cool guests that we've had on. This year has been a little bit different. We've been trying to get a lot of outdoor industry folks on with us. Um, but you can check out our podcast and then our YouTube page every Saturday, the, the podcast goes out every Monday. We have a Monday morning quick tip. It's a two to three minute video talking about different things that you can do to be a better hunter or just have a little bit more fun, uh, in the mountains. And then usually we'll do a how to or product review video that comes out on Wednesday. So a lot of, a lot of information, a lot of content being put out there right now. So those are usually the best places to find us. If you have questions for me. My email is terronh at ehunter.com. That's T-E-R-R-O-N-H at ehunter, E-H-U-N-T-R.com. Sweet. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks for being our guest tonight. We appreciate it. Yep. And uh, everybody that tuned tonight, we hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, we'll get this in podcast land tonight. Taryn, hang out with us for a second. We'll debrief. And everyone that tuned in, see ya. See ya. Woo! See ya.